Fourth chapter. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you will turn with me to the book of Mark, the ninth chapter. Father God, in the name of Jesus, no longer I but the anointing of the Holy Ghost that you have invested in me, O oh God. I pray that you will speak for me and through me tonight, O oh God. Have your way in this place, God. God, I pray that you would just move by your spirit. Satan, you a liar. I come against you with the blood of Jesus. I bind every demonic force, every hindering spirit, everything that's not like God. I come against with the blood of Jesus. God, I thank you right now for victory in this place, O oh God. I thank you for opening up the ears of the listeners that we might hear your word, God. Open up our hearts that we might receive your word, oh God. Open up our spiritual eyes that we might see you in the spirit, oh God, like never before, God. I just thank you and I praise you for what you're about to do, God. Even as we leave this place, God, may the word continue to resonate in our hearts, oh God. In your son Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We're going to turn to the book of Mark, the ninth chapter, and praise God, we're going to be reading about round the Seventh, the fourteenth verse. We know in this particular passage, praise God, of the, of the Word of God. In this chapter, praise God. This was uh, six days um, after Jesus had taken Peter, James, and John with him, praise God, uh, to the mountain, praise God. And while he was on the mountain, praise God, they witnessed him and began to see him being transfigured before them, praise God. And and we realize, praise God, that during this time, praise God, that he was up on the mountain, praise God, and, and uh, getting away from all the people in the crowd, and he had took three of his closest disciples with him, and he left nine back behind, hallelujah. So while he was coming down from the mountain, praise God, beginning at the 14th verse, we're going to start there, hallelujah. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they had beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And whatsoever he taketh him, he teareth him. He foameth, he gnashes at the teeth, and pineth away. And I speak to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit teared him. He fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came into him? And he said, Of a child. And oft time as he cast him into the fire and unto the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us. Help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And straightway the father of the child cried out with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thy mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit saying to him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter not, no more into him. And the spirit cried out, and rent him sore, and came out of him. And he was as one dead, inasmuch as said he is dead. And Jesus took him by the hand, and lifted him up, and arose. 
And when he came into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind cometh forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. As we begin to see what's unfolding in this particular passage, praise God. If I had to choose for a thought for you tonight, praise God, it's just going to be one simple word, hallelujah, believe. Glory be to God. We see, praise God, in this particular passage, praise God, on the 17th verse, the master, the, the father of the young man came to Jesus, hallelujah. No doubt, praise God, I could just imagine, praise God, in my mind, praise God, where uh, Jesus had just come down out of the mountain, praise God, and, and he began to see, praise God, the crowd and the multitude, praise God, and, and he began to witness, praise God, a, a crowd around his disciples, praise God, and, and he began to look out on the crowd, and he said, look at there. How about that? Them old scribes edited again, hallelujah. And they got his uh, disciples in, in circle, praise God, and they're questioning him and asking him questions, praise God. So Jesus walked right up to him, praise God, and say, what question ye them? What are you questioning them about, hallelujah? And one in the multitude began to answer, praise God. He said, praise God, Master, I have brought thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. We see, praise God, that in the 17th verse, he said he brought him his son. And in Luke 9 and 38, because this particular same situation was covered in the, in the book of Mark, praise God, 9, 14, Matthew 17 and 14, and in Luke 9 and 37. This was all the same situation unfolding, but it unfolded from different eyes, praise God, from different viewpoints, hallelujah. So in the book of Luke, praise God, he tells that this was the father's only son. He said, my son has a dumb spirit. I want you to just take note, praise God. The first thing that he said, praise God, the first thing that the man did was he named it for what it was. He called it a dumb spirit. Not only did he call it the spirit by name, but he began to expose what the spirit was doing. Glory be to God. One thing I've learned about spirits, praise God, is they love darkness, praise God. As long as they can be kept in the dark, hidden, praise God, they continue to dominate and thrive, praise God, so they can wreak havoc, praise God. They cannot be seen by the physical eye, so many times they go unnoticed. It is only when they have been exposed by the light of the Holy Ghost that they begin to manifest themselves. Once they have become exposed, to the light, by the light, praise God, they know it's only a matter of time before they lose their grip of their victim. We see in the 18th verse, praise God, the father began to explain this thing to Jesus, praise God. He began to say, wheresoever he, praise God, he meaning the spirit, wheresoever the spirit takes him, praise God, implying that the spirit had control over him. That he had very little power, praise God, over the situation or over his circumstances, praise God, or where he was ending up, praise God. The spirit was controlling all his actions, praise God. He began to tell Jesus, praise God. He said, he tears him, praise God. He's foaming, he's gnashing at the teeth, praise God. He's pining away, praise God. In other words, pining meaning wasting, praise God, and withering it away, praise God. 
I could almost imagine the fear, praise God, that this father felt for his son's safety, praise God. We being parents, praise God, and loving our children like we do, praise God, and, and we're seeing our children being controlled by things, praise God. It, 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 it worries us, praise God, and, and, and it rents at our heart, praise God. In other words, praise God, uh, we see that the spirit, he, he begins to say, the spirit is controlling my son's life. Sometime he's fine, praise God. And then out of nowhere, it takes control over him, praise God, making it difficult for him to live a normal life, praise God. The truth of the matter is that some of us are dealing with spirits in our own life, praise God, having been assigned to our lives, glory be to God. And to make and they make it difficult for us, praise God, to live a normal life, praise God, a victorious life, praise God. Instead of walking in victory day by day, praise God, we find ourselves living in defeat over and over and over again, praise God, from the same circumstance or the same situation, praise God, or in other words, the same spirit. Hallelujah. The Spirit, praise God, whatever it is in your life, and only you know what it is you're dealing with, praise God. You find it tearing at you, praise God, and pulling at you, praise God, and torching you day in and day out, praise God, and wearing you down, praise God, hoping you'll just wither away, praise God, or, or waste away, praise God, or, or no doubt throw up your hands and give up, praise God, just surrender to it. No doubt it's gotten so bad for you at times, praise God. You may be questioning your very existence, saying and wondering, what's the matter with me? Hallelujah. Look at the person next to you and say, it didn't just start with you, baby. This thing go way back. The truth of the matter is, the spirit that you're dealing with, praise God, has passed down through your family generation, praise God. Generation after generation, praise God. Controlling your life, glory be to God. Like it did, praise God, the lives of your forefathers. If we be really honest, praise God, and begin to examine our family tree, praise God, we'll begin to connect the dots, praise God, and see that it didn't just start with you, praise God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your granddaddy, praise God, dealt with the alcohol spirit. Your daddy dealt with the alcohol spirit. Now you're finding yourself dealing with an alcohol spirit, praise God. Your grandmother was a homemonger, praise God, and dealt with the homemonger spirit. Your mother dealt with the homemonger spirit. Now you're finding yourself dealing with that same homemongering spirit, praise God. No doubt somebody may be here tonight saying, oh, not me. That don't go on in my family. Not me. Not at all. Okay, then. What about a family of backbiting spirits, praise God? Always gossiping, always carrying gossip back. Hallelujah. Family of lying spirits, praise God. You're wondering why little Johnny lie all the time. Boy, why you got to lie so much? What's wrong with you, praise God? Check your history. A family of jealous spirits, praise God. Can't be happy for your brother or sister, praise God. You'd rather sit and watch them fall or fail, praise God, than to try to help them go through, praise God. Yeah, check your family tree. Hallelujah. Some of us, praise God, just have a family of, of mean and nasty spirits, praise God. But it didn't just start with you. 
You better believe your grandmother was mean and your mother was mean, praise God. And now that same spirit is controlling your life, praise God. Don't even know why you're waking up mad and mean, praise God. Don't know why you're mugging everybody, praise God. Just mean. I submit to you today, praise God, and you need to take notes if you can, praise God, that the first thing that happened, praise God, the first thing that we need to do, praise God, is like this father did, praise God, take that spirit to Jesus and call it by name. Matthew 17 and 15 states, praise God, that he knelt down before Jesus and he begged him. He said in the 15th verse of Matthew, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. He is sorely vexed. I don't know what to do with him. He's a lunatic. Glory be to God. I can only imagine the father having done all he knew how to do, praise God, having tried everything he knew how to try, praise God, going from doctor to doctor, praise God. Glory be to God, trying to get some resolution for his son, praise God. And nothing could help, praise God. There's no cure for this thing by modern medicine. Why is there no cure? Because you can't cure a spirit. No matter how many doctors you go see, no matter how much medication you're given, the situation will never change because spirits do not respond to medication. This young man needed a healing. Glory be to God. I can see the father, praise God, in my mind, praise God. And, and one day, praise God, the father just came to the conclusion, praise God, that, 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 that there's something deeper going on inside of my son, praise God. Uh, modern medicine can't help him, praise God. Uh, now, as we study this chapter, praise God, and I begin to look in it, praise God, and I begin to see that the scholars say that this young man was dealing with epileptic seizures, praise God, based on all the things that was happening in those books, praise God. His body was stiffening, and he was going into convulsions, and, and he was going through all kind of things, praise God. But I submit to you today, there was something deeper going on, praise God. This young man also had a spirit, praise God. Because the Bible tells us, praise God, he said, oftentimes it would try to throw him into the water and into the fire, praise God. Let me know that spirit was trying to destroy him, praise God. Epileptic seizures would have just did what it did and he'd have got up. But no, this thing was deeper than that. Hallelujah. No doubt he had heard there's a man called Jesus, praise God. And he had heard about all the healings that were taking place in the land, praise God. And I can see him in myself finally getting to where the crowd was, praise God. At last he was hopeful, praise God, that his son would get the help he so desperately needed, praise God. Only to be disappointed, praise God, that his son could not get the help because Jesus was not there. There was only the nine disciples that he left behind. So even though Jesus was not there, praise God, with them, praise God, I could hear the man in my spirit saying, uh, hallelujah, this is just going to have to do. Hallelujah. After all, they are his disciples. They have been taught by him. They have been walking with him. They have witnessed the miracles that has taken place, praise God. He did tell him to lay hands on the sick and, and cast out devils, praise God. Surely they can help my son. So he stepped forward and he asked the nine disciples, praise God. He began to ask them, cast him out, praise God. Can you cast this demon out of my son, praise God? Can you get him delivered from the spirit, praise God? 
But we see in the Bible, praise God, it tells us they could not. I'm sure they must have raised, I'm sure it must have raised tremendous doubt in the father's mind after he watching the nine disciples, nine, not one, nine disciples praying over his son, rebuking the spirit to come out, praise God, and with no avail. He had to feel like all hope was gone. Fear, doubt, and doubt controlled his thoughts. The father said to Jesus, as soon as he went up to him, he said, I spoke to your disciples. They could not cast him out. And Jesus began to say to the man in the 19th verse, he said, oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer with you? Glory be to God. He began to tell him in Luke, he says, you perverse and perverted generation, meaning something that pervert and perverse means something altered from its original course. Corruption of what was first intended. I submit to you tonight that the church is slowly becoming perverted by the ways of the world. We would rather trust in the ways of the world than our faith, praise God. We're trusting in our degrees and our titles, praise God. We're trusting in ourselves and in our jobs and in the doctors and the medication, praise God. Then they have faith and believe that God can deliver us. I can preach this thing tonight. The word came to me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We hardly ever see the sick bodies being healed in the church anymore. To see blind eyes come open is a rarity, praise God. To see people raised from wheelchairs and demons being cast out. We would rather be focused on protocol and politics, praise God, being conformed, perverted to the system, to the ways, to the cares of this world, instead of being transformed by the power and the blood of Jesus. Jesus was talking to his disciples and to his church. In other words, praise God, he said, I've taught you while you were here. You've been with me the whole time. Where is your faith? How long must I suffer with you? In other words, how long should I put up with you? I endure, I bear, I'm patient with you. When are you going to get this, disciples? Glory be to God. Jesus was just done. He just came from being transfigured and, and, and knowing he got a face because he's seen what he got a face. And, and right after this, this chapter, uh, in the end of this chapter, he began to tell them what was going to happen to him. So he knew what was about to come. He knew he was going to be leaving them soon. So I need you to get this, disciples. Jesus is soon to come. Time is winding up, church. We're living in the end time, church. We need to get this thing. Believe. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So Jesus said in the 19th verse, he said, bring him to me. Jesus saying to us today, bring it to me. Bring me your addictions. Bring me your afflictions. Bring them to me. When he's, when he, and as I begin to look into this, praise God, I begin to look at the 20th verse, praise God. And, and, and when he saw him, it says immediately the spirit teared at him. The dumb spirit recognized Jesus and started acting up. He knows. He knows. 
Glory be to God. Immediately. Ain't that just like the devil? As soon as everything looks like it's going good for us, as soon as you see a little light at the end of the tunnel, it seems like all hell breaks loose. Why? Because the spirit that's tormenting you, he also sees the light at the end of the tunnel. And he knows you're about to be delivered, praise God. He knows that his time is running now and he has to act up. I, I know what I'm talking about. See, I don't live this thing. I could be doing fine in my earlier walk with Christ. Just minding my business, loving the Lord, praising God. I'm saying, I got this thing now. I think I can make it. I ain't going back to this no more. And out of nowhere, just get this wild hair. Well, I just got to break loose and go. Didn't understand it myself. It's a spirit. How long? He began to ask the father. He said, how long has he been like this? He said, since a child. As I stated earlier, some of you have been dealing with some of this mess since you were a child. You didn't wake up yesterday and find out you have a covenant spirit. It's always been there. It's be always been there since you was a little girl or a little boy, praise God. As soon as you saw Sister Sally down the road with the brand new bike, praise God, you ran to your mom and told her you wanted a brand new bike and she had to buy you one. That just started that trickling effect. Throughout the years, over and over and over again. Never satisfied with what you have. Always got to up the next person. Sister Sookie got a brand new pair of shoes. Hmm, she ain't doing nothing. Wait till I break out my new pair of shoes next Sunday. Where you got them shoes from? I like them. I'm going to get me a pair just like it. Neither did we wake up this morning with an anxious spirit. You've had an anxious spirit. All your life. They couldn't sit you down when you was a little child. They tried then. You were anxious then and you're still anxious. Can't stay home for nothing. Can't sit still for nothing. Running all the time. Always got to be going somewhere. Running from dealing with yourself. Anxious spirit. How many of us know some people like that? Can't sit still for nothing. He began to tell him, praise God, in the 22nd verse. He said, as often as it cast him into the fire, praise God, and the water to destroy him. So in other words, he said, I fear that this thing, I fear that this spirit is going to kill him. This spirit, the spirit that you're dealing with in your life, praise God, over and over again, it has tried to destroy you. Everything in your life and everything around you, praise God, has gotten you to the point where you're afraid of it, praise God. Think about the last time, praise God, it almost took you out. Think about the last time it almost cost you your freedom, praise God. Think about the last time it almost cost you your job, praise God. Your husband or your wife or your relationship, praise God. You know what that spirit is. We all know people that's addicted to, addicted to cocaine or addicted to heroin, praise God, and, and that thing is costing them everything they got. You think they want to be like that? No. That's a spirit. I don't care how much medication they get them, praise God. They got to get to the root of that thing. Hallelujah. You can't afford to allow this thing to control you any longer.
You can't allow fear and doubt, praise God, to take control of you. You've got too much to lose, praise God. Everything is at stake, praise God. In the 22nd verse, he begins to say, praise God, but if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us. Help us. In other words, your disciples have already tried. I'm really not sure at this point if he can be delivered. After all, he has been like this since he a child. I'm not even sure that you can deliver him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us. Help us, praise God. Look at the person next to you and say, it's just not about you, baby. You're not in this thing alone, church. Everything you do affects someone around you. The next generation, praise God. Your son life is at stake, praise God. Your grandson life is at stake, praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus replied to him. In other words, saying, what do you mean if I can do anything? But rather, if thou canst believe. Can you believe? Then he reassured him, saying, all things are possible to him that believe. Jesus began helping him confront the truth that was really in his heart. He helped him birth out the faith that he saw struggling, that he was struggling with in his soul. Immediately, like many of us today, the man cried out with tears in his eyes. I believe. No doubt outwardly to those close by, it appeared to be a sincere response. But remember that God, man looks at the outer appearance and God looks at our hearts. It is very clear, praise God, in the 24th verse that the father was conflict, conflicted with his faith. He quickly said he believed. But the truth of the matter was is that fear, doubt, and unbelief still remained in his heart. He quickly then realized that it was useless to try to conceal unbelief. That he struggled with in his heart. So he cried, help thou my unbelief. For without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. He had no choice but to become transparent in the presence of Jesus. After all, he is. Praise God. To deny that the fear, the doubt, and the unbelief is in us is to disown it. And if we disown it, we give it power. And, it continue, and we continue to wrestle with it. We always want to be super saints. Oh, I, 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 I believe. I trust. I trust God. No matter what. I trust. God know your heart. Until we are able to name the spirit... Seek help from Jesus against the spirit. We will never be truly delivered from the spirit or the fear and doubt and unbelief that gives that spirit power. How many know spirits get power from fear, doubt, and unbelief? We all have the power to cast out demons. Yeah, we do. You have the Holy Ghost. You have the power. But it's the fear, the doubt, and the unbelief that keeps us bound. That's why the church is getting weaker and weaker. Glory be to God. Two things happened. The young man's father felt 
felt and confessed the presence of fear, doubt, and unbelief. He felt it and he confessed it. He acknowledged to Christ that he needed help for his unbelief. Once he acknowledged his need for Jesus to help him, this act allowed him to be strengthened in his faith to believe. In the 25th verse, it began to tell us that Jesus saw that the people came running towards him and he rebuked the foul spirit, commanded the dumb and deaf spirit to come out and enter him no more. Some of us are, are dealing with some foul spirits over our lives that have been assigned to destroy you. He doesn't want to let you go, praise God. And until you deal with them, praise God, he's not going to let you go. As a last-ditch effort, that Satan ain't no choke. He amuses me. I, I just when you really get into it and you understand in the spirit world and the and the and, he, and you see him and how he performs and how he act, he's a coward. He's weak. As a roaring lion. <laughs> As a last-ditch effort in the 26th verse, it says. The spirit, praise God, took what little bit of resistance he had. And the Bible says the spirit cried out and rent him sore. But he came out. He, he, he tried to tear him apart, praise God. As a last disc effort, praise God, he cried and tried to kill his victim, praise God. He was as one was dead. The Bible never said he was dead. The devil wants you to feel like you're as one that's dead. I know it's been hard. I know the battle's been hard. Many times you just wanted to give up. I went on, it went on to say, praise God, that the battle was so fierce, praise God. It was so bad, praise God, that it looked it like he had killed him. It looked it like it, praise God. It is so much, praise God, that they came here and they said, the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead. And it's so much that many said he is dead. So he went on, praise God, to make it look like he was dead. But I got news for you tonight, church. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what you're going through. You're not going to die like this, praise God. The Lord of life is here, praise God. Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose, praise God. He want us to look or people to think we're dead. He want to beat us down so bad, praise God, that they say, oh, ain't nothing to them. Oh, I knew she wasn't nothing. I ain't no calling, no anointing on her life. Look at her, how the devil beating her down now. Got her all crippled, man. She can't even get out of the bed half morning. I'm talking about me. The devil is a liar. I don't care what it look like. I'm not going to die in this one. You better declare tonight, church, that you don't care what it look like. Whatever that spirit is that the devil is trying to hold over your head, praise God. You better declare that the blood of Jesus is breaking those generation curses. I'm taking this thing to Jesus. I'm not going to be an alcoholic, praise God. I'm not going to be a drug addict, praise God. Because my daddy was a homonger, praise God. I'm not going to be a homonger, praise God. Because suicide and mental illness run in my family. I'm not going to be subject to suicide and mental illness, praise God. The Lord of life is here. 
You don't have to be what your daddy was. You don't have to be what your mama was, praise God. They might have didn't have enough sense, praise God, to be like the man father and run and go to Jesus and say, have mercy on us, praise God. But we have grace, praise God. We have mercy, praise God. We have a risen Savior, praise God. We have more knowledge than we ever had before, praise God. It ain't no reason for us to be beat down like we being beat down. Whoa, shut up, Abosa. Declare, praise God. Believe, praise God. Jesus said, I want you to believe, praise God. Whose report shall you believe? I shall believe the report of the Lord, praise God. I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord, praise God. Just because manipulation run in my family don't mean I got to continue to manipulate. Glory be to God. I'm going to break this chain, praise God. I'm going to not let that manipulation spirit jump on my grandbaby, praise God. Already at the age of two, praise God. When you beat getting on tour for something she do, she immediately stop and go, hug, hug. Already, two years old, know how to manipulate. It's a spirit. We better know, church. We're living in the last days, and we ain't seen nothing yet. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus began, praise God, to uh, 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 cast out the spirit, praise God, and, and that boy, he, he tried to fight a little bit, and he, and he tried to play dead, and he tried to do all kind of things. But the Bible said that he came out. He had no choice. So when we make up our minds, and when we plead the blood, and when we declare, and we go to the altar for real, for real, and take it to Jesus, and say, Lord, I'm a mess. I'm a wretch undone. I can't control my flesh, God. Yeah, I know I'm 55, 60 years old, but I still got flesh problems. Care how long you been in church? You human, ain't you? You ain't fooling me. Y'all might fool some of them other people. I'm way past that. Some people don't know no better. Oh, Sister, Sister Sookie been praising God forever. She's so holy. Ooh, she could just, ooh, just the skirt, the wind from her skirt will make you fall out. Sister Sookie is dealing with flesh problems just like the rest of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. So praise God. Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And how about his disciples in the 28th verse? And when he came to the house, his disciples asked him privately. Because they didn't want to be all out in public. Lord, don't embarrass me. <laughs> I ain't going to ask you all out in public. So when we got back by hot to the house, behind closed doors, they begin to say, why could not we cast them out? Matthew 17 and 20 says, Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith the grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, be removed, hence yonder place, and it shall be removed. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. Matthew 17, 21, he began to say to him, praise God, how be it? 
In other words, but as it is, or as it be, or nevertheless, this kind goeth out not by not but prayer and fasting. So although you're dealing with unbelief, you got another thing going against you. This kind only gonna come out unless you pray and fast. So what am I, what are you saying to me, Minister Walker? What are you saying tonight? I'm saying to you, if you got strongholds, and that's what it is, something that came through generation through generation through generation, it done set up a stronghold. You ain't gonna just be able to just um pray one time and get through this thing. You ain't gonna just skip no one meal and get through this thing. This kind come out but by fasting and praying. So not only do you got to believe, you're going to have to lay down some things. Jesus had informed his disciples there was no need for them to fast while he was with them. So he began to tell them that while you're with me, there's no need for you to fast. So perhaps in this particular text, praise God, he was preparing them or guiding them to what was to come when he was no longer with them. Praise God. So in conclusion, praise God, we begin, we being Jesus' disciples, praise God, can take this as truth, that great and difficult duties, great and difficult unexpected afflictions, great and difficult trying tribulations will require us to make special preparation and self-denial. In these last days, it's going to be imperative, church, that we pray and fast. We must be prepared for what, what is about to come. This thing is prophetic. I don't know if you know, but this thing is prophetic. Glory be to God. Remember, all the things are possible to them that believe. So I need you to look at your neighbor for one more time for me and say, believe. That's all we got to do. We need to believe. We need to prepare ourselves. Because we are moving quickly. We're being catapulted. You can just feel it in the atmosphere. Things are just happening around us. Demonic things. And I've always made, I made the link a long time ago because I try to stay connected in, in studying about the spirit realm and the, and the supernatural realm and all these things that go on. And I made a connection a long time ago that it, it, it's a spirit. Whenever you see things happening, like gas explosion, gas explosion in Philly, not gas explosion in New York, planes falling. If you hear one plane fall a week, three planes fall a week. It, the devil, he, he, you know what spirit is loose by just watching the news. Because if you notice, it all happens. If there's a, in Georgia, when the storm came, there was a pileup. And we say, oh, the more idiots in Georgia can't drive this little bit of ice, da, 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 da. And what happened? In PA, there was a pileup. Pileups, pileups. All over the place. When there's an earthquake, when there's a flood or tsunami and spirits, that's the spirit that's loose. That's what you need to pray for, saints. We need to know what we're praying for. We need to know what's going on in the world. We need to know what we need to bind. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And I'm done. Hallelujah. We're in the last days.
We got to be prepared. Hallelujah. We got to lift up our leaders. We got to pray for them because the enemy ain't joking. He want to take out the, the head, take out the generals, take out the, he, he going to get the little ones if he get the big ones. We got to pray. Hallelujah. We just ask that you stand. Hallelujah. And if anybody feel they need special prayer, I'm not going to deny you prayer. You can definitely come if you'd like. Or we can just all get together and pray. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. We